The Shepnaz Podcast begins now. It's the Shepnaz Podcast at Shepherd Church. Everything we do here is to help people take their next step toward Jesus. And this podcast is one of those things we want to help you engage daily in your walk with Jesus. And we hope that you stick with us each and every day. Uh, This podcast is a great way for you to dive into scripture, see what's going on here at Shepherd, and more. And today we have Pastor Nick Shaner with us. Nick is the campus pastor for the Johnstown campus here at Shepherd Church. He's been doing that for a few months now and it's going great. And so we're going to talk a little bit about that, but we're also going to talk about the sermon that he got to preach this Sunday. And we'll talk a little bit about that, about why. But Nick, welcome in, man. Appreciate it. Yeah. It's always good to be here. Thanks for being here. Here's here's the deal. If you listen, if you're an avid listener to, and we're looking at you, Karen. If you're an avid avid listener of the podcast, um, you got to hear the last three days. Pastor Rob recap his sermon from Sunday, and you thought, no, we couldn't possibly talk about that more. <laughs> Buckle up. <laughs> no, but for for real. Nick is here, and he's going to help us look at it, and maybe from a different perspective. What you might not know is um, every few weeks, Pastor Nick is going to be preaching live in our Johnstown campus, so uh, most of the time, they have a simulcast message from whoever is speaking in the Gehanna campus, Uh, but every once in a while, we throw a curveball in there, and Nick preaches live, and this past Sunday was one of those times, and it was in line with what Rob was saying, but uh, just like... um, just like when two people sing a song, they sing it differently. Uh, Nick and Rob approach scripture differently, approach approach preaching differently. And so he's got some insights I think that'll be great for us to, to hear about. But before we dive in to the sermon, let's talk a little about what's going on in Johnstown. Sure. Help everybody stay up to date with how things are going and yeah. how we can keep you know praying, how we can keep being a part of what's what God's doing there. Absolutely. Yeah, it's hard to believe uh, two months now plus uh, that it's been since the beginning of August since we first started, but uh, it's been good just kind of really the last couple of weeks uh, just kind of getting oriented because everything's just been such a whirlwind, but uh, we're kind of getting rounded up there over in Johnstown. Uh, just been getting together of, of trying to decide and um, hear where God is leading us as a, a campus congregation and mm-hmm. uh, good things are happening uh, we're currently searching the big thing is we're searching for a permanent location to gather together right now we're in Northridge mm-hmm. High School uh, on Sunday mornings but we're looking for a more permanent place in the community and so uh, we're exploring a few leads in, in that um, adventure we'll say but mm-hmm. uh, hopefully that comes uh, sooner rather than later and yeah. that, I think that'll just be good for everybody they've uh, been setting up and tearing down for a lot of years, so <laughs> I think that'll just be good for um, for everybody. Yeah, that's good, man. Um, and then we might talk about this a little bit next week on the podcast. But um, you've got some events that are coming up that uh, yeah. week that people in Gahanna could also be a part of. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we want the people in Johnstown to jump in on. Uh, what's the next kind of event that your guys are that that's coming down the pike for the sure. campus yeah well the most uh, recent thing is i think I, when you guys will be hearing this podcast it'll be uh going on um, this coming weekend the women's retreat mm-hmm. uh, we have a lot of women signed up for that uh, but beyond that we have a trick-or-treat night in johnstown that we'll be a part of we have an office office location uh on main street that 
um, we'll be participating in uh, community yeah. events for, and Trick or Treat's one of them. Great. So we'll be passing out candy and uh, just being a presence in there. And uh, then we'll we'll have a, our own Johnstown uh, campus um, fall party type of thing over there at mm-hmm. one of the uh, ladies' houses. So Great. Uh, a lot of good things that just building relationships really uh, yeah. is kind of. Awesome. And you can you can find out all about those events on the website. You can call Pastor Nick and he can get you in touch with what you need to know. Um, so let's let's transition and dive sure. into the sermon. Um, like we said, um, two preachers can preach the same passage and maybe even have some of the same key ideas, but those sermons could end up being vastly different. Um, because God works in each of yeah. us differently. And so um, I'd love to hear some of your perspective from this passage in Revelation 2. We've been looking at the seven churches in the beginning of the book of Revelation. Mm-hmm. Um, we This week we're in the letter to Thyatira, um, which is one of the seven churches. So if you just give us a rundown maybe of some of the big picture takeaways from, um, from what you preached on Sunday. Yeah, well... I jokingly told uh, the the congregation on Sunday that if there was ever a time to preach, I've always wanted to do this, to preach the same message two weeks in a row. Uh, If there was ever a time to do this, it would have been uh, this week uh, because of the church similarities, the churches, uh, Pergamum and Thyatira, Mm -hmm. um, they're very similar. And uh, if you've been following along in the series, you would have seen that they were going through uh, a lot of the same things. Both of the churches were experiencing persecution. Uh, and different things in the culture, but they were persevering through that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then even in Jesus's message to the churches, both of them, they were commended, but also, as we know, corrected, uh, because both of the churches were compromising in some ways. And uh, we would love to, we would love to just stay part, uh, stay on the part where the churches are commended. But that's a very short part of the yeah. <laughs> the message. Yeah, he moves but, on pretty quick. Yeah, and and we know that that's because the point that Jesus is tr- he's trying to encourage them in some ways, but also uh, correct them in in several ways. And so uh, that's really what the the focus of the the sermon, the message was uh, that jumped out to me. And so let me just read it. I, I don't know if Pastor yeah. Rob's been reading it every yeah, every episode. But let me just read it, just so we're all working from the same uh, reading this this episode. Uh, Revelation 2, verse 18 says, Write this letter to the angel of the church in Thyatira. This is the message from the Son of God, whose eyes are like flames of fire, whose feet are like polished bronze. I know all the things that you do. I've seen your love, your faith, your service, and your patient endurance, and I can see your constant improvement in all these things. But I have this complaint against you. You are permitting that woman, that Jezebel, who calls herself a prophet, to lead my servants astray. She teaches them to commit sexual sin and to eat food offered to idols. I gave her time to repent, but she does not want to repent to turn away from her immorality. Therefore, I will throw her on a bed of suffering, and those who commit adultery with her will suffer greatly unless they repent and turn away from her evil deeds. I will strike her children dead, and then all the children will know that I am the one who searches out the thoughts and intentions of every person, and I will give to each of you whatever you deserve." But I also have a message for the rest of you in Thyatira, who have not followed this false teaching, the deeper truths, as they call them, the depths of Satan, actually. I will ask nothing more of you except that you hold tightly to what you have until I come. To all of you who are victorious and who obey me to the very end, to them I will give authority over all the nations. They will rule the nations with an iron rod and smash them like clay pots. They will have the same authority I received from my Father, and I will will also give them the morning star. 
And anyone with ears to hear must listen to the Spirit and understand what he is saying to the churches. So again, that's uh, we've seen that this pattern throughout the several of the other mm-hmm. messages to the churches of being commended but then corrected. And so I, w- I guess I want to uh, bring our focus into the part uh, where Jesus brings a complaint against them. He says, You are permitting that woman, that Jezebel, who calls herself a prophet, to lead my servants astray. She teaches them to commit sexual sin and to eat food offered to idols. Um, really what I see here, there's two problems, I guess, that jump out uh, to my attention. The first one uh, is that they are, it says they are permitting, the church is permitting these things to happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the, I guess the, the category that that brings my attention to is church discipline. Um, Jesus is disciplining the church here. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I think we as the church don't like to think that we need discipline ourselves. I think what our initial um, reaction or want is that there would be world discipline, right? We look out at the world and think, oh, this world's so evil. Look at how the world needs sure. corrected. And uh, I think we're a little hesitant to say, well, does do we as the church need corrected mm-hmm. in any way? Uh, but that's what Jesus is bringing the attention to all throughout these messages to the churches. And really all throughout Scripture. I mean, look at the letters to the uh, to churches in the New Testament. Mm-hmm. Uh, oftentimes throughout Scripture, most oftentimes, the people that are corrected and disciplined are who? Oh, followers of Christ. It's or God's, God's people. people. Yeah, yeah. Coming November 4th is a fall movie night. Bring the whole family for bonfires with hot dogs, s'mores, hayrides, and an outdoor family-friendly movie. Don't forget your blankets or lawn chairs. Invite your friends and neighbors to join us. That's November the 4th at 4 p.m. outside at our Gahanna campus. You can find out about all our upcoming events at shepnaz.org calendar. Really what we need to be as the church, as godly people, as people of God, mm-hmm. is we need to be a people that's correctable. Yeah. Uh, and that word makes sense, able to be corrected, willing to be corrected. And mm-hmm. uh, there's several reasons why that uh, might be difficult. Um, pride, I think, is the, the big one that could probably sum up all of the, the other things. But uh, really, as a church, we need to, to be able to be corrected by Jesus. And so that's what the first, I think, issue Jesus points out here to this church in Thyatira is, hey, you're permitting this, and that's not okay. I'm about to correct you and then then the second thing uh, that f- jumps out to me as the issue of the church in Thyatira was the false teaching itself, right? So th- Jesus is saying, you're allowing um, this to happen. That's a problem. Mm-hmm. Don't do that. Um, but then here, if we look closely at what's being done, the false teachings uh, that are leading people, God's people into sin were what? Sexual sin and eating food sacrificed to idols. And I, I, I summarize those things really in a, in a word. Uh, that word is idolatry. Sure. Um, you know, because we are God's people, we worship God alone, right? We serve, we follow God. We're called to be holy as He is holy, to be the church. Uh, and that means to worship Him and Him alone, uh, to be a people that's, that have the Spirit of the living God living within us, should make us different from the world around us. And the church in Thyatira were not doing that. And 
these areas. They mm-hmm. were blending in. They were compromising. They were looking more like the the world around them, uh, being influenced instead of being the influence. And I think that that was really the the problem was who or what had their worship. It mm-hmm. was idol worship in these different ways. And um, and I think it's good to remind everybody that everybody worships. Uh, everybody yeah. worships. Yeah. Uh, we often think worship is just what? Singing songs mm-hmm. in church on Sundays. Yeah. Everybody worships, not just church people, not just Sundays at certain times, but everybody worships. And when we understand worship being more than just singing songs, but worship being something that a person gives their heart, their devotion to and um, and toward, that then we realize mm-hmm. everybody worships someone or something, and it's a matter yeah. of who or what that is. And whenever we worship anyone or anything other than the one true God, it's called idolatry. Uh, and so following these false teachers here in Thyatira with these false teachings um, is what was taking place, that, that there was this idolatry. They were um, participating in idol worship in different ways. And I think sometimes we, when we hear idol worship or idolatry, where does our mind go? We think of... Well, we think of like Old statues yeah. and like we're bowing down to a, a little statue in our closet and yeah 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 bowing down to animal shaped whatevers right. yeah. or um, like a literal act of bowing yeah and you know chanting yeah and we don't see that real often in our world today yeah. at least in our context not in, yeah not here mm-hmm. <laughs> but if we look around and maybe say well understanding the enemy is sneakier than that and mm-hmm. and idolatry does take place uh, even in our own lives at sometimes that gets revealed but if we understand maybe it's not bowing down uh, before animal shaped statues or whatever but pursuing things or giving our heart and devotion to other things that aren't God then we say well maybe it's a little more uh, prevalent than we might realize things like pursuing uh, pursuing money at mm-hmm. whatever costs you know uh, for the sake of gain, or it might be the pursuit of political power at, with the mentality of anything goes, and um, or it might be sexual expression motivated by self-gratification rather than God-glorification. Mm-hmm. So uh, all of those things, I think, are ways that we see idolatry take place maybe a, a little more relatable in our world. Yeah, right. And so Jesus says what in the scriptures that he is he's he's the way he's the way mm-hmm. the truth and the life mm-hmm. um not a way meaning one amongst many jesus yeah. is the way um and to participate in any other way is what leads to idolatry and so uh god's not okay with that god wants not just part of us yeah God wants all of us, right? Mm-hmm. God wants all of us, all of our worship, our total devotion. And total devotion means uh, that we live life no long, saying no longer my will, um, but his will. Mm-hmm. Not my will be done, but his will be done. Um, but we love to have it our will and way, don't we? Well, for sure. You know, I, I, there on Sunday, I'm not going to do it on the podcast, but 
Did there you, was some singing involved. Did you sing it? I yes. was wondering if you actually sang it. Yes, the, the illustration that <laughs> was used to uh, communicate how we love to have it our way mm-hmm. was talking about uh, the Burger King uh, motto, the slogan. Mm-hmm. Uh, for a lot of years, it was have it your way, right? Yeah. Uh, recently, just about a year ago, they changed it to simply you rule. And, and I, I shared that. That's such a brilliant campaign because – Burger King really tapped into something about humans that we love to have it our way, that yeah. we love to be the ruler mm-hmm. of our life. And, um, but that's not God saying it to us. Mm-hmm. That's Burger King trying yeah, to sell us something. Yeah. It's one thing at Burger King. It's another, another way to, to treat your spiritual life that way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And sometimes we do because we, we like that, right? We, mm-hmm. um, we treat it like a, we treat our relationship with God like ordering from a menu of a little bit of this, a little bit of that. Oh, I don't like that, so I'm not going to mm-hmm. please hold that, you know. And that's not okay because mm-hmm. what we're doing then is living as the ruler of our life. Yeah. And if we are living as the ruler of our life, what does that mean and say about Jesus? Um, there can't mm-hmm. To be ruler doesn't mean to share. Like you can only, there can only be one ruler, uh, and it's not to be ourselves; it's to be Jesus. And so, I started thinking about that. Uh, of really, I mean, you could preach a lot of messages on why we like to be the ruler. And, yeah. Um, but why do you think we we do that or like to? I have my answer, but I'm curious. Yeah, I think um, <laughs> each of us has. Um, has this thing inside of us that wants that wants to promote ourselves, wants to push ourselves forward, wants the things that we like, and want to be in control. Mm-hmm. Um, when we give up control, it, it we we're afraid. We we get frustrated because um, we don't have the ability to grab hold of it and say, "This is my thing, and I'm going to yeah. make it happen." Um, but I mean. There's probably plenty of motivations yeah, behind sure. behind wanting wanting everything my way. Selfishness is, you know, a thing that we're born with. Yeah. You know, we you always hear people talk about how it's the the first words a kid learns is mine and no mm-hmm. and that follows us the rest of our life. Yeah. And really leading that leads kind of right right into where what I shared that we love to have it our way because we think we know best. Yeah. We think yeah. we know what's best for us. Mm-hmm. We think we know what will bring us the most joy, the the most satisfaction, the most fulfillment. We think we know, you know, when we you go to a restaurant, you order it your way because you know what you like mm-hmm. and will what will truly quench that thirst and and satisfy that hunger and I think we do that in our relationship with God sometimes too is we uh think that we know what's best and we'll uh, lead to the most fulfilling, but that's completely backwards, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, what we're doing then is, again, going back to Jesus being the way, truth, and the life, is we're abandoning that. We're abandoning Him, Jesus, being the way. We're saying, no, it's it's my way. And um, the remedy to that, I liked what one of my uh, commentaries, uh, the author shared. He said, Christians must allow the heart and mind searching eyes of Christ to penetrate us completely to see if there's any offensive way in us that needs to be confessed and destroyed so that we ourselves are not 
destroyed. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what he says here in this this letter to um, Thyatira that he says, then all the churches will know that I am the one who searches out the thoughts and intentions of every person. Mm. Um, so we need to, really this goes back to that church discipline. Even when we find ourselves in idolatry uh, of pursuing things or ways that aren't Jesus is to allow him to search us to say, is there any um, offensive way in us? Have, have we um, got off the, gone off the path in, in any way and uh, really not let pride get in the way of that? Um, but then Jesus says also to this church what? He says, um, for those of you who remain, who aren't, uh, what you need to do is hold on tightly, hold tightly to mm-hmm. uh, to Jesus. What this means is if we don't want to slip into idolatry, what we have to do is to keep focused on Jesus, hold yeah. tightly to him, uh, following him as the way, truth, and the life, continue as the church was in some ways, continue to grow in love, faith, service, patient endurance, compute continue improving in these things and uh, remaining in him. That's what Jesus says. Um, Mm -hmm. If we reference John 15, where Jesus talking about the true vine that he is and that we are to remain Mm -hmm. in him and that he, there's this pruning process that takes place that looks sometimes like this, the searching eyes and mind of Christ to say, if there's things that need to be Mm -hmm. cut off, we need to allow him to do that. Um, for the sake and for the reason uh, of what Jesus promises in that. He says, if you allow this to happen, this pruning process and and the searching take place and it be corrected, what is promised by Jesus is not just joy, but it's an overflowing joy. Mm -hmm. And this took me back to the the reason that we do this in the first place is because we think we know what will bring us the most joy. Oh, yeah. But Jesus promises when you... Remain in me, hold tightly to me, not our way, but his way. What we will receive is overflowing joy. Mm-hmm. Uh, that that word overflowing just stands out to me that, you know, we we might, sure, we might pursue things that bring joy for a moment, but it's never going to be that overflowing joy that only Jesus can bring. And uh, that, that brought me to really this challenge that I shared on Sunday that mm-hmm. I don't know where it ever became a thing or got mixed or understood as uh, making our own joy our responsibility. I think that's kind of where we get off is when we think we live in the land of opportunity. We we pursuit of happiness is something that's been ingrained mm -hmm. in the American dream forever. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. The pursuit of our happiness is like, it's something that we strive for. And like you said, it, we believe that it's our responsibility f- to make ourselves happy. So we do the things, we buy the things, we live in the house as we, yeah. all those different things. And this really could be, I mean, trace back Adam and Eve, right? Oh, yeah. Um, that they started taking upon themselves their responsibility for, mm-hmm. oh, their their joy in, yeah. in, uh, in the ways that it, it played out. But our responsibility is not to pursue joy. Our, mm-hmm. our, our joy is not our own responsibility. Our responsibility is to choose Jesus, mm-hmm. to remain in him, to hold tightly to him who is the way, truth, and the life. Yeah. Uh, allow the pruning process to take place. It's not always fun when Jesus searches us and says, hey, this is not 
how I want things in your yeah. life or need things in your life. Uh, it's not always fun, but it's worth it. It's it's worth the promise of overflowing joy. Jesus knows best, knows what's best for us. Um, and we can trust that there will be uh, fruit from that. That's good. Um, so that was kind of that's good, man. The message to the Thyatira Church. Yeah. Well, that's awesome. Uh, we have just a few more weeks in this series that we'd love for you to be a part of here at Shepherd. Um, a few more letters to churches. And what we want you to remember is that these aren't just letters to the churches then, um, that you and I can find um, pieces that God is trying to help to correct us and to kind of put us back on course like this, that we are to hold tightly to Him to not chase our own happiness, but to remain in him, to not veer to the left or to the right. Uh, but that's going to do it for our episode today. My thanks for Pastor Nick for jumping in and being a Appreciate part of this. Um, you can find out more about what's happening here at Shepherd through our website, our app, social media pages, and all sorts of things. Thanks for listening. Have a great day. This podcast is a production of the Shepherd Church of the Nazarene, Gehenna, Ohio. Email to podcast at shepnaz.org and let us know what you think.